presence of the Lord is great, isn't it? I'm going to ask Danny to stand up just for a moment. You talk about a guy with fashion sense <laughs> this morning. Good job, Danny. <laughs> it is so good to see you here this morning. I hope you all had a great Christmas. I know my family and I, we had a wonderful Christmas. We're looking forward to all that 2018 has for us. Um, it's going to be good. 2017 was a good year. Um, and here's the thing. There were difficult moments, I'm sure, but through it all, God is good. Amen. Through it all, God is good. I, too, want to welcome you. If this is uh, your first Sunday with us, thank you for being here with us. We, um, man, we love Jesus here, and uh, one of our core values is we, com- we love God and we commit to love others. Um, because sometimes it takes a little bit of commitment to love certain people, doesn't it? But it's a commandment from the Lord, so we have to do it. So those are some of the things that, that we work on here, that we strive for. And i got to brag on you just for a moment. Is it okay that I brag on you just for a moment? Um, what's today? Sunday. Yeah, because I'm preaching. So today's Sunday. Friday night, uh, Thursday night, Miss B had um, uh, basically a celebration of life ceremony. As many of you know, Miss B has been sick for a long time now. And uh, basically, the doctors have given her four or five weeks. Um, um, she's not here today. She's really not feeling well. Um, but that was just from something she picked up while she was in the hospital. I'm amazed by her faith and by her just everything about her. She'll be in the hospital Thursday and Friday and Saturday and be here on Sunday morning in church. That's been the past month for her. But anyway, someone got up to, spo- uh, to speak uh, just honoring Miss B and was talking about abundant life and how amazing and how loving of a congregation you are. And he doesn't go here. He just hears about it in the community. So um, as soon as that was over, I got up there and I said, I'm the blessed guy who gets to pastor these people. God planted us right, Stasha and I, right here in the middle of, of, um, of abundant life in Mooresville. Five years ago next Sunday will be our, our anniversary so we are the ones who are blessed by you, and the community is blessed. So I just wanted to share that. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, so next Sunday, we're going to get into the vision of what God has for us. Uh, but we're going to begin, we're going to conclude a series today. But before I get to that, I want to talk about what tomorrow looks like. Tomorrow is Monday, January the 1st, 2016, Doug? 2018. <laughs> And uh, we are, if you got my email, hopefully you were able to get my email. If not, let me know. Um, we're, uh, we'll, we'll get you on this list. But I sent out a couple things that we can be praying for. Foursquare has um, implemented, and this is the third year they've done it, uh, fasting, a 21-day fast uh, to begin each year. So we're going to participate in that as well. So uh, in the email that I sent, there is a link to a website that you can go to. You can subscribe via email. You can, you can put a little app on your phone that's Foursquare, uh, and it will send you prayer points every day um, that, that you can go and you can pray specifically that Foursquare is going to put out. Now, I am also going to be sending out some things that we can pray about as Abundant Life. Um, and what I felt the Lord placed on my heart. By the way, you know, Doug, thank you so much. Uh, he was talking about uh, just the vision that we're going to be talking about next year and and just hearing from the Lord and what he's saying. But I am also just as thankful for the staff. I'm thankful for the elders and the financial council who give me counsel in this. And, you know, we present this to them. And is, are you hearing the same thing? Are you hearing what God is saying? And uh, so I'm thankful for that accountability uh, that comes through um, them. 
But anyway, uh, just as far as all that goes, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'll be 43 uh, in just a few days, so I'm losing, find I'm losing my train of thought a little more now. Um, yeah, thank you. But we're going on with the fasting. I will be sending out prayer points as well, uh, specifically pertaining to abundant life. And how I felt the Lord brought this about was, you know, we have up here on our wall, Love Faith Community. Um, of course, for aesthetics, community is there in the middle, which isn't that cool. Love is on one side, faith is on the other. And right in the middle of it, we minister to our community, which is our church, Mooresville, and then to the world. You know, right now we're ministering in uh, Jamaica and Niger. And also we just began some support in Ireland, which I will tell you about a, a little bit more um, later. But I will be sending out specific prayer points uh, tomorrow, we're going to begin with repentance. Lord, search our hearts and see if there's any wicked way within us. And then uh, throughout the week, it's going to talk about um, loving God more. And by the way, if you do not have access to internet, email, I have some hard copies in the back that I can give you on your way out. Just ask me for that, and I will give it to you. Um, but what is interesting that you'll see uh, beginning next week with our Vision Sunday, with what our president of Foursquare has put out, um, we're going through Foursquare. Jesus Christ is our Savior. He's our baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's our healer, and he's our soon-coming king. Uh, this next year is going to focus on the Holy Spirit, our baptizer in the Holy Spirit, which empowers us to witness. That is the, that is the reason for the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's our comforter. He's the one who comes along aside. He brings things to our remembrance when we need it. Um, but we also know that he is the one who empowers us to witness. And when I went away back in October to begin to pray, you know, God, what do you have in store for next year? I really sensed uh, just one, hearing some things from our district that, that this was going to be the focus. But I heard some other things that uh, specifically dealt with uh, our vision regarding the Holy Spirit uh, and, and this whole next year. So come next Sunday to hear that. Uh, I don't want to get take up too much time talking about that today. But um, as far as the fasting goes, talking about love, faith, and community, we're going to spend time, one, focusing, yes, we need to focus on our repentance. We need to focus on getting our heart right. And then it extends out to our community, to our neighbors. Um, we're going to be praying about um, Niger. How much are we to be involved uh, more with Niger? You know, this is a 95%, did I say that right? No, 0.5% is Christian. 0.5% of the people in Niger are Christian. And so we're looking at possibly, um, I don't know, maybe supporting some pastors over there so that the work can begin. Dean and Rachel just got back from there uh, not too long ago. Our continued work in Jamaica, uh, how we are to be involved. Maybe it's just right now financial support for Ireland, but who wants to go to Ireland, right? <laughs> That'd be a great place to go. Interestingly enough, Ireland is very little Christian. Uh, very little. You know, it, it's, it's a little more, um, they're not impoverished necessarily, there's impoverished areas, but man, they do not have the gospel. And so, uh, I don't know, we'll see, that may be in a couple years that we may, uh, we have good friends who are over there uh, in Ireland who are missionaries, we went to Bible college with them. Um, but we're going to pray for those things. We're also going to pray about what is our next step as abundant life. Um, we've been talking, of course, there's a lot of people out today on vacation. A lot of folks are sick. Pray for your church family this week. Um, but we're getting to the point where this building is not holding us. So what do we do? Do we go to two services? Do we find another location? Do we build? Can I just confidently stand before you this morning and say, I don't have the answer, but God does. Yeah. 
And so we're going to take this next month to pray, God, not my will, not my preference, but your preference and your will be done because we've got a community to reach for Jesus. And so as we began to pray, I'm going to ask that God would soften my heart. I'm going to ask that God would soften your heart and that we would be led uh, by his Holy Spirit. So um, that's what we're going to that's what we're going to be um, starting with. So I want to encourage you, what does fasting look like? Why do we even fast? The point of fasting is one to deny ourselves, but also understand our reliance upon God. Jesus said this when the devil came to tempt him in the wilderness. The devil said, you know, Jesus, you, you, you haven't eaten for a long time now. Jesus went 40 days fasting. And so um, the devil came to him and said, hey, here's a rock, this stone here. You're the son of God. You can turn it into bread. And what did Jesus say? He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so that's one of the reasons why we fast. Now, not all fasting is food. You know, Stasha and I, except for the last couple weeks, we have changed the way we eat. So ours may not be a food type of fast. You know, for me, it may be things like social media. That tends to take a lot of our time. And whenever I am not on social media or posting or reading what you all are up to, I'm going to spend that time in prayer. And, and that's going to be my type of fast. There will be some things, you know, for some of you, the fasting may be no sugar. Some of it may be no breads, you know, no sodas, whatever it is that God, I'm not setting a specific thing of you need to fast this. That's between you and God. What are the things that one, take a lot of your time? And I have to say this every year to clarify for Jamie, you can't fast work, Jamie. You have to continue to do that. I know it takes a lot of time, but it's just, it is what it is. So I know, right? You're like, oh, come on. This is for the Lord. Um, <laughs> so, but those things that maybe rob your time um, or that you find you could spend more time in prayer or if it's a food thing, you know, you get that, man, you get that craving for a Twinkie or a Krispy Kreme donut, you know, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to deny the flesh and God, I'm going to seek your will. That's the point of the fast. And so the email that I sent out has a lot more details in it. And of course, if you do not get email, the hard copy that I have in the back We'll, we'll outline all that. So I want to encourage you the next 21 days, let's fast and let's pray and let's look to the Lord for his will in our, in our families. Let's look to the Lord's will um, in our church, uh, in, our, in our businesses. And, and as we pray, I heard this quote on the radio yesterday. You may have heard this as well. But the quote was, if all of your prayers were answered in a positive manner, would they only benefit you and your family? Think about that for a moment. If all of your prayers were answered positively, would they only benefit you and your family? Let's take time over the next 21 days, really over the rest of our lives, but especially the next 21 days. God, yes, I need to pray for my family, and I do pray for my family. We pray for Stasha's healing, uh, that her eyes are opened, you know, that she's no longer having to depend on uh, this cute little West up here to get her around. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're praying for that. So, yes, continue to pray for yourself. Continue to pray for your family. But expand your prayers to where it reaches your coworkers, your community. And uh, I just I thought that was a pretty powerful uh, quote there. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait till uh, the 21 days are up so that we can see what God has done in us and what he has spoken to us. Doesn't that sound exciting? To know that God is going to speak to us pretty clearly. I think by the end of 21 days, you're going to hear something within your own families, within your own personal life, within abundant life as well. And uh, we're going to look back and say, you know, the difference was 
I took time, what normally I you know, would do something else, but I spent it focusing in on the Lord and His will, and look what He's done. So that, that's the point of fasting, is to, again, not necessarily us, but others focus. So, uh, so let's do that. Everybody on board with that? All right, let's do it. Well, let's uh, cl- conclude this series. It's called What Child Is This? We have been looking over the last uh, few weeks, What Child Is This? We've learned that He is our Savior. We have learned that uh, He is uh, the one who came, the baby in the manger. He, he is, He was, and He is God. Um, but the ultimate reason that Jesus came, and yes, salvation was so important, but through all of the, the weeks that we talked about, Jesus' ultimate purpose was to bring glory to the Father. That was his whole reason for coming. The way he brought glory to the Father was bringing us salvation. That honors God, doesn't it? Because now we who were once separated because of our sins have now been brought near to God. So that brought glory to him. Uh, And and many other ways, the signs and the miracles, uh, yes, they were to benefit the people who received them, but ultimately it was to bring glory to the Father. So that's why Jesus came, and we'll see through this that that's our ultimate uh, responsibility is everything that we do bring glory to the Father. And let me just throw this in. This is a freebie because it's not in my notes. But uh, throughout the year, you and throughout the years, you've probably even asked yourself this, is it okay that I do this? Is that a sin if I do that? Is it a sin if I do this? Will God be mad? Well, here's the question that you can ask yourself. By me doing this, by me partaking in this, but does it bring glory to God? That's, that's a pretty good guideline to go by, and it will help clear up and, and answer a lot of questions. And again, everything that we do is based on God's Word. Not opinions, but based on what does God's Word say. Giving glory to the Father. So this perspective, as we go through today, giving God glory, will give us a, a hope for a new year. So turn with me to Romans fifteen seven. Um, you can either open your Bibles, or if you have the app on your phone... Open up your pixels, open up your pages to Romans chapter 15. We'll look at verse 7, and we're going to go down through uh, verse 13 here. These have been some unconventional scriptures that we have read when it comes to the Christmas story, haven't they? Um, But we're going to see how Jesus came to bring glory to the Father and how we do that as well as we read through this. So Romans uh, 15, starting in verse 7. And this goes along with the theme for the year too, doesn't it? How we've been focusing on our core values. The first one you will see is we commit to love one another. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. How do we glorify God? By accepting one another is what the Bible is saying here. Remember verse 8, that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God is true Uh, to the promises he made to their ancestors. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote this. For this, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place, it is written, rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. Verse 11, and yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And in another place in Isaiah, he said, The heir to David's throne will come, and he will rule over the Gentiles, and they will place their hope on him. 
Verse 13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So there are five different ways that Jesus brought glory to God. Uh, through coming to earth in human form. So if you're taking notes today, uh, I'll line these out pretty easily for you so that you can, uh, you can write these down. But the first way that um, Jesus brought glory to God by coming in human form as we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, is one, he came, this child came to show that God's promises can be trusted. Church, I want to encourage you in that today. God's promises, if it's his promise, it can be trusted. Even in the dark hours, his promises can be trusted. Even in the scripture that says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. There's a promise that's in there. There's a hope that is in there. In verse 8, you remember that Christ came as a servant to the Jews to show that God's love is true to the promises he made to their ancestors. Now, what the writer here of Romans is saying is he's wanting to point out to those who are reading this letter, and that's us today, uh, he's wanting to point out this, uh, that God is truthful. So not only can he be trusted, it means he is truthful to his word. We all know that person that can't be trusted, right? You, you, you probably are thinking somebody, man, I just can't trust them any further than I can throw them. Uh, there's people that you just cannot trust in life. Then there's people that you can trust, right? Uh, so so you, you have those folks that, in your, that are in your mind that, that's that way. But with God, what Scripture tells us is He can always be trusted. I love the testimony of Miss Cheryl who's here today. She knows that God is her healer, despite the fact that her back is wrecking everything about her right now, right? <laughs> being truthful, being honest, it is wrecking her. It was all that she could do to not stand in worship today. But here's the testimony I've heard from her mouth, that God is faithful and Jesus is the healer. We're just waiting for that to come through. Is she experiencing that right now? Well, not physically, but in the spirit, she has. She knows who God is. And so we pray over you in Jesus' name, be healed. So we continue to pray that because God is trustworthy and he can be trusted. The reality is there have been times that I haven't always been truthful and trustworthy. And I think we could all say that. There, there have been times. Now, obviously, we don't want that to be a characteristic of us when people look at Dean and say, eh, he's not. Or people look at the pastor, eh, he's eh, a little shady kind of guy there. But it's never the case with God. Because as he prophesied throughout the Old Testament, and it was fulfilled in the New Testament with the coming of Jesus, that the child came to die on the cross. It was set in motion back into Genesis. You read about it all through um, the prophets. Hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus came. And that what child is this? It was Jesus the Messiah who came to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to set at liberty the captives. And God said it was going to happen. And you know what? It did. Because his word is true and he can be trusted. Number two, this child, what child is this? This child came to show God is faithful to his word. So not only is he faithful, he is faithful to 
this Bible that we hold into in our hands. He's faithful to his word. Verse 8, the second part of verse 8 there that we just read in Romans says this, the promise to their ancestors. Okay, we're going we're gonna to examine this here just for a moment. When the writer is talking about the ancestors here and what God promised, he's talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God made a promise to Abraham, God made a promise to Isaac, and God made a promise to Jacob that their family would just explode. And not only that, that they would have this huge family, you can't even count how many there are, but that the Redeemer would come through that line as well. So let's look at this promise because it was a promise that was in the Word and then it came to pass. But um, just write these down because I'm going to read through these kind of quickly uh, just for time's sake. But write down Genesis 18, verse 18. And here's a promise that God made. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Okay? Abraham doesn't have kids yet. Well, you flash forward to Genesis 26. Now he is talking to Isaac, who is the son of Abraham. God says this, Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm, that word there, confirm, that I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham your father. So here we're seeing, uh, we are seeing a promise that is being fulfilled. Verse 4, I will cause your descendants to become numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all these lands, and through your descendants... All the nations of the earth will be blessed. There's another promise. All the descendants mean not just the Jews, because we know that the Jews were God's chosen people. As we get ready to read uh, through the rest of this verse here, we'll see that it is extended to the Gentiles. So in other words, if you're not a Jew, then you're a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. We're all Gentiles. But we were brought into the family of God, and the promise was made here. We can trust God because we can trust what His Word says. He is truthful to His Word. So then you go a couple more chapters, a little bit later in Genesis 28, 13, and you'll see what He promises to Jacob, a grandson, coming along here. It says, At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and He said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, the God of your father Isaac. So you see, this is a generational thing that's being passed down, a promise that has been made. Um, the ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west, to the east, to the north and south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Now later on, chapter 35, God changed uh, Jacob's name to Israel, which is now the nation of Israel. You see how God in the Old Testament promised something and then it began to come to pass, and even as we know it today. This is an example for us so that we know that God's Word is true and He can be trusted. What are the promises that are in God's Word that are for His people? Well, He honors His Word because He will bring glory to His name if He has promised it in His Word. This is not a uh, prosperity type of doctrine, just, you know, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it type of thing. This is promises that are based on God's word will come to pass to those who trust in God and in his word. Amen. It's a truth. That's why Jesus came to bring glory and honor to the father. Um, 
Let me read Acts. Write this one down as well. This one will be up on the screen. Acts 3.24 says this. Starting with Samuel, every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets, and you are included in the covenant God promised your ancestors. For God said to Abraham... Through your descendants, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Verse 26, when God raised up his servant Jesus, he sent him first to you people of Israel to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. So Peter shows that this fulfillment was coming through Jesus. And they were experiencing it because all they knew was Old Testament. Now, it wasn't Old New Testament at that time. It was all being written. But all they knew was the law. And the writer here was showing them that God promised it, today it is being fulfilled. There is coming a moment when God has promised you something for his word that today will happen. Today will come for Miss Cheryl, where her back will be healed. I believe that in Jesus' name. Whether that's through a miraculous work of the Lord or through gifts that he's given us, such as doctors. You know, I believe God blesses us with those type of things, you know. Think about some other promises that God has done. I mean, I'm looking at Ryan and Jean here today, and I'm, um, where did Ella Kate go? I'm looking at Ella Kate back there, too. You know, you, you look at Riker, who's back there. Um, I won't say that he's not wearing shoes today. Um, Ryan. But you look at, okay, now i got to tell the story, because everybody's like, what? Jean's all, please don't get mad at us, because Ryan forgot to put shoes on Riker today, and we're not bad parents and all that, so you're not bad parents. So it's Ryan's fault. But you look, you look at the fact that for so long they were told you cannot have children. You will not have children. And today we have Riker who's just an amazing little boy. And then you look at Ella Kate who was born and everything looked good for the first hour, right? It was like an hour into it. They, about 12 hours into it, they found out that her heart is no good. She's not going to make it through the night. And then she made it almost a year, but then she started to fail. But we knew, we prayed at Abundant Life, and we clearly heard the Lord say that she will live. And we believed it. She got her heart transplant. You know what? And today, she is vibrant. I'm surprised she's not preaching right now. But, you know, we, she's eating. Oh, okay. Can she share? No. Um, you might hear her preach here in just a little bit. But we're okay with that. Why? Because she shouldn't be here but for God and His promises. And I'm thankful for those things today. And it's okay, Ryan. No one's going to judge you. I'm having shoes on the little boy. Number three. This child came to show us God's mercy. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? Man, because where would we be without that? I've heard some of your stories. You've heard some of my stories growing up. And man, at any moment, if God was a God of throwing lightning bolts like some of, us, you know, some of the world thinks he is, man, we'd be destroyed a long time ago. But God is rich in mercy. Jesus came to show us God's mercy. We're in Romans 15. That's where we started. Let's go back there. Verse 9. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. This mercy is for all of us. And if anything, today we can be grateful for a merciful God. He is merciful. 
He is good. He is kind. He is true to his word. He is trustworthy. He is merciful. Number four, this child, what child is this? He came to unify God's people. This is really important, especially in light of what's going on in our world and in our nation today. You see, the Jews and the Gentiles were divided. We think Republicans and Democrats are divided. And they are, right? We think that the races are divided. And in a lot of circles, they are. We think socioeconomic uh, structures, there's division. And there is. But the Jews and Gentiles, man, they were seriously divided. Basically, the Jews were saying, this is ours and you can't have it. And the Gentiles were like, some of them, well, we don't want it anyway. We have our own gods. But some of them were like, why, why can't we experience salvation anyway? God came, Jesus came to unify people. Over the next 21 days, we're going to pray for unity. You know, there is nothing like... Uh, finding God's will and what he's having for a church when it comes to change, man, that can divide a church real quick. Because one group thinks we should do this, the other group thinks that we should do that, you know. But this is why we're taking time to fast and pray that God would unite our hearts despite our preferences, despite my preference. God came to bring unity to his people. The Jews were set apart from God but they all co- also kind of separated themselves. We can do that too, can't we? We'll just, you know, I, I don't smoke, chew, or hang with those who do. There's hats that say that. You know, really, yes, we're, we're not to be, um, God has called us to be, um, we, we are here in the world, but not of the world. I love the racing ministry that I'm still able to do. Why? Because there's people there that don't know Jesus. And we have seen over the few years that the, uh, I've been able to do this, People coming to Jesus. I mean, I look here today. Danny is here. You know, I mean, he began, he really began getting serious several years ago, right? Started coming to the study, and now he's here serving at Abundant Life. You know, Cam, he's with his family this, uh, today, but um, up in Virginia. But now Cam is, so not only am I seeing the fruit just from the ministry, but as Abundant Life, we're seeing it well because God is sending them here as well. God is merciful. God is good. God is compassionate. He unites his people. He brings people into his kingdom as we go out. Now, we have jobs, right? See, my job is here. And it's easy to get caught up in the four walls of the church. But you can go so many places that I can't to bring the hope of the gospel. And I hear your stories. Please keep telling those stories to me uh, about when people, you're able to witness, you're able to minister. Because that, man, that just... Makes me all kind of excited. Last, last week we told about Christian and Dean how they went up to the mall the, the Saturday before Christmas and were telling people about Jesus. About 50 people they told about Jesus. And it took that many for two to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. And we pray for many more uh, that will come into his kingdom because Jesus came to unite his people. So God wanted to bring us together. But what divides us? I've already said this. Race divides us. Religion, politics, thoughts, 
preferences. Um, I heard a, a pastor this week who uh, he received an email from a young man who was moving into his community. And uh, he said, you know, I saw your website and the different things that you have going on uh, at your church. And I would love to come if you, re- if you accept Democrats at your church. <laughs> so the pastor replied, we even allow Republicans to come here. So please come on. We'd, we'd love for you to be able to come. You know, there's so much that divides us, but Jesus came uh, to unite. Um, again, look back at verse uh, 9 there with what it talks about. Uh, point number five, this child came to fulfill God's purpose. Verse 9, he also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. That is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, For this I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. There's glory that's given to the Father. Verse 10, another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. Yet again, praise the Lord, all his Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. Another place in Isaiah, the heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles. They will place their hope on him. This child came to fulfill that purpose that God had of uniting the people that were here on earth. These these quotes that are listed here show Jews and Gentiles coming together to worship under Christ. Whereas we find ways to separate ourselves, the purpose that Jesus came for was to bring unity. I don't know what the next year is going to look like for Abundant Life as far as the growth that's, that's happening. But can I, can I just let you in on a little bit of what I feel the Lord has shown me? In Revelation where it talks about every nation every tribe, every tongue. You know, I'm thankful for the splashes of color that we have here at Abundant Life. But man, I just, I see that so much more. You'll see, um, and this is not original to me, this is a a quote, I can't remember where it came from, but Sunday mornings are the most segregated times that we have in the United States. I, I believe this is from the Lord, but can you imagine what heaven's going to be like. The Revelation says every nation, tribe, and tongue will come together. Let's do that now. Let's do that now. Amen. I, Lord, That's. I feel I've heard that from you. Uh, we'd love to see that happen. That would be great. Let's close this out. A God-centered Christmas is good for us when we understand what we just read. Verse 13 shows us why, out of Romans 15 that we've been reading, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy, peace, because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. We uh, did the um, Advent candle this past month, and we talked about joy, or hope, the first week. And then we talked about joy, peace, love, and then on Christmas Eve, we know why the Christ child came. And today, that's what we're talking about, why he came was to give glory to the Father. Because John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, That whoever, even Republicans and Democrats, whoever, and independents, 
unaffiliated, whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life because he came the light of the world. What child is this? The light of the world. In 2018, no matter what happens, we know these things. And by the way, these promises aren't just for 2018. And they're not just for 2016 either, Doug. <laughs> these have been, they, they've always been promises. They will always continue to be promises. But no matter what happens in 2018, we know this, that God will be true to his character. He is love. He is mercy. He is good. He is just. He is sovereign. We know that God will be faithful to his word. We may not be sure of job security, world peace, safety, and even good health in 2018. But we know that God is faithful and true to his word. Romans 8.28 tells us that, that God will use the good and the bad to work within us. He'll use that. He will be faithful to his word. Put your hope for your marriage. Put your hope for your kids. Put your hope for your finances in God. And allow all of those things to bring glory to him. No matter the struggles, no matter the victories that you have. Often, I find this, it, it, it's difficult to, it can be difficult to remain in Christ when life is tough. But you know, I think it's a little more difficult when things are going good. Because it, it's easier to forget, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, maybe that's just me. But it, through it all, bring glory to God. To 2018. Uh, he will be consistent and he will be constant in his mercy. And I want all of you, real quick, just to look at me. Not one person in this room is less than in God's kingdom. We've, we've, we've talked through this. Not everybody has a platform job. And a lot of you don't want, I didn't want this, you know. It's nothing I really wanted. I, you've heard my story. I was a shy kid. I didn't want this. Whatever your role is in God's kingdom, it's not less than and it's not insignificant. As a matter of fact, uh, something that I've understood is, and I've said this before, but this stage can be very addicting after a while. It, it can be. I'm looking out this morning and everybody is looking at me. You know, Priscilla sang so beautifully last Sunday. That was awesome. Nathan's like, she sounds like a Disney princess. She's great. So. <laughs> Um, which if you know anything about her at all, she loves Disney and Disney princesses. But it's all about giving glory to God. As you look at Doug, who's leading worship, and Allison and Sarah and the different worship team people, the Neely, everything that we do, we want to give glory to God. Whether you are doing this type of ministry, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for Chad today. He's on our safety team, keeping us safe. Um, if big people come in, he'll trip them, <laughs> cut them at their knees. There's an advantage to being short. I didn't see the guy. I really didn't. No one is less than in God's kingdom. No one. He is merciful to all. In the valleys and the mountaintops, you will be able to glorify him. God will show love. Here's another thing in 2018. God will show love through you. He will show his love through you. And that's all of you. 
God is sending us different ages, different backgrounds, and I'm believing different races that God will be sending to us in 2018. And we are to show the love of God in all those things. Doug mentioned, um, I want to highlight this too, that uh, the end of this month, every Monday, actually the end of every month, we're going to start hashtag Monday Motivation. We're going to start it out with, with our young folks, our young adults. And I want to encourage you to come to my house. We're going to have, we're going to have food, right? So why wouldn't you want to come to that? But I want to see that ex- expand. Not to where it's just young adults. We want, this is going to be, because they're so awesome, they're going to be our guinea pigs. You know, it's, anytime you have food, even if we blow this, they're going to be happy because we have food. So it doesn't matter that we blow it. But um, this is going to be a trial run for us. And we want to open this up to the church to where we have a few different, you may have heard them called life groups or home groups. Because here's what's happening this morning. I'm talking and you are sitting and listening. What we're going to do with these groups is we're going to take the notes and we're going to talk about it and discuss it because that's where growth and discipleship really, really happens. And so we'll, we'll, that's going to develop throughout 2018 as well. And all that is to bring glory uh, to God because God is sending us folks and we have to disciple people. When we disciple people, when Dylan is discipled, by the way, if you haven't met Dylan yet, this is a cool kid. He's from Virginia. There's three young guys in here. Brandon is back there too. Wyatt uh, is still with his family. But God is sending these young men. We took them to lunch. Stasha and I took them to lunch two weeks ago. And we were talking and, you know, they're coming from out of state by themselves with no one here for work. And God has sent them here. We have a responsibility to them. And I told him, I said, guys, we are praying for all the single ladies to come too. <laughs> and they were, man, the Holy Spirit filled that place when I said that. They were like, whoo, yes, we receive it. So. <laughs> God entrusts us to show love to people. We have to make room. We have to make room. We have been embraced by God and we must embrace others. God will use our lives to accomplish his purpose. We must give ourselves and our will to him and say, Father, what is your purpose? For the Giles family, what is your purpose? For the Hillman family, what is your purpose? To fill in your name there, what is your purpose? And then we're united. And God, what is your purpose for abundant life? We want to bring glory to the Father. How do we do that? Lord, show us by your Holy Spirit how we do that. And we're going to, this year, uh, and I'm, I'm starting to get into vision stuff. That's next Sunday. But let's pray. Let's begin this week by praying and fasting. Can we go ahead and stand this morning? Two thousand eighteen may look uncertain. It may cost us more money. I'm talking about as a church right now. And also to your family. A little more uncertain. It may cost us more money. It may cost us more of our time. It may cost us more of our lives. It may cause us to be a little uncomfortable. It may go against our preferences. But when we submit to God, His mercy and His sovereignty will come through. And He will be glorified. That's a promise that I can make to you today because I've seen it happen over and over again. I've read about it over and over again in his word, and I've seen it happen. And you have seen it happen. You've seen God come through. Why would it be any different this coming year? It will be worth it. 
We're just following God. And I'll encourage you, you to follow God as well. And I want to I ask you today, if, if there's someone here that you've never given your life to Jesus, essentially you're guiding your own life, you know, and maybe you're doing a pretty good job at it. But here's what I found too, man, leading a family, first of all, my wife and two teenage boys, I could not do this without God, without his wisdom. Um, just being a good husband, just being a good dad, uh, much less leading a church. Oh my goodness. That's why I'm thankful for wisdom from many different counselors. And But I couldn't do this without God. And so if you do not know Jesus as your Savior today, I want to be able to pray with you in that. Is there anybody you're like, you know, I, I've never given Jesus my life and I need to do that. Is there anybody at all today I can pray with you? Just raise your hand. That's how I will know. All right. We're believers here today. Let's go out. Let's minister the hope of God. 2018, man, I am ready for it. 2017 was great. I'm ready for 2018 and for what God has. Stasha and I are going to head to the back. Doug is going to dismiss us today. If you need prayer physically, family, financially, any area, come on up and let him pray for you today. There's something about the agreement of prayer that happens. Um, so... God bless you all. Happy New Year. We'll see you next Sunday when we talk about vision. Doug. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that your promises can be trusted, Lord, that you are faithful to your word. Lord, that you came to show us mercy and to unite us and bring us together. And God, that your, pro your purposes are going to be fulfilled. Lord, we thank you for all of these things, Lord. And we, we go out of these doors, Lord, into the new year, um, expecting great things, Lord, expecting, um, Lord, that you're going to do great things, Lord, but you're also expecting ourselves, Lord, to, to minister the gospel to those who are in need, Lord, to touch those who are downtrodden or heartbroken, Lord, and bring them to a knowledge of you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your, your mercy and your, your blessings. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.